How many of you have been blessed? The last Sunday message of Cain and Abel. How many of you learned that God delights in the praise and worship when we offer ourselves completely, not on when not on things that we offer because of our our talent and skills. God delights in those who are not those who are not there last Sunday. Please listen to the podcast shared by Elton. It is there in the group. Uh, you need to listen. That I told the what word, word says both Cable and Cain both were worshippers of God, and both both of them brought offering to God, but one was accepted, one was not accepted. Amen. Uh, truth that is painful to accept, but not harsh. It is lovingly make us and prepare us. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm trying to answer some questions uh, all through the, all through these days, and uh, many other questions that comes to 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 me, and many other questions that my personal questions as well as the questions that come arise from other people, like uh, how can I be sure about my salvation? I touched uh, on it, and some other one thing has come that. Why don't my prayers get answered? Why is it so that I pray, but many prayers are not getting answered? How many of you have these questions? Okay, few people like me are there. First of all, saints, praise God for you. <laughs> for those prayers are always answered. Yeah, it's a promise that all prayers, your prayers will be answered. But uh, some of the time that we know, we I go through that personal uh, season where I keep praying, 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 but I don't see any answers to that particular time. And uh, and we uh, then come into a place where we start to define the reasons for it by our own understanding, with our own way. And sometimes we bring condemnation to self, sometimes we blame others, and if nothing happens like that, then we blame God. Okay? And, but that's not the reality, you know, it's uh, not the reality that to uh, happen like that. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, if I said so, in Psalm 37 4, it says, uh, Psalm 37 4, how many of you? Remember that it's a wonderful uh, chapter that we need to keep on reading. And I always quote, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. So, God is uh, faithful. He says, uh, When your delight is in the Lord, He is faithful to grant your desires. Sometimes we are not delighting in the Lord, but we are in the pressure of uh, receiving answers to the problems that we are facing. And so our prayers are not God-centered, our prayers are all the time problem-centered. 
Okay? So the glory doesn't go to God. The glory always goes to the problem that we are facing. And the problem is uh, sometimes is beyond our expectation, beyond our control. And we still keep on praying and praying. I remember a story. Uh, uh, a pastor a pastor used to preach in the church. Obviously, he's supposed to preach in the church. So when he was preaching in the church, he, he, had, he had a very small little girl of five to six years old. And she used to see her father before preaching the gospel message. He always bowed down, bow his head and make a silent prayer and start preaching the message. And one day, yeah, he looks like cat walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he, uh, uh, sorry, come on, distraction. <laughs> uh, so, when this girl used to see her dad doing every time, bowing down and praying, and one day she, she asked the father, pastor, when he went to the home, that I saw all the time when you preach in the church, <clears throat> you bow down and make a silent prayer, what you pray, and the pastor said, I, 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 I'm only, I pray to God that I may preach a good sermon. And the little girl asked, then why don't he answer your prayers? <laughs> the girl asked the dad what you are praying and the dad said, I pray that I may preach a good, good sermon. And then daughter asked, then why don't you do your God answer that prayer? That means the girl was trying, you always pray for good prayer, sermon, but this happens. And some of the time that we have in our life, you know, a prayer, unanswered prayer. Okay? And also I hear a humorous story, like a, a man, a believer went for hunting in the jungle and he was hunting a lion and somehow fear was there he just uh, shoot at that lion and uh, that missed and the lion saw him and he started running after this man and he started praying to lord 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 make this lion a christian and uh, and he started praying help me lord make this lion a christian and he was running all of a sudden he looked back there is no sound and he looked back the lion was just kneeling down and holding like this and uh, this man thought okay the God answered the prayer and the lion became a Christian then he boldly started walking to the lion and he hold, held his hand, hands and they were together together uh, it is hilarious just to, to say this doesn't happen okay so <laughs> he took his hands and the lion started praying plus the food that you have given to me <laughs> You know, sometimes we have prayers like this, no? And we end up blaming God and blaming others and we end up, that's why I said, you delight in the, you delight what the psalmist says, you delight yourself also in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Desires got a big definition, so please be very specific about your desires. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so this is something that we need to understand that uh, the prayers are sometimes unanswered. Bible, some there is in the Bible there is some interesting illustrations about prayer. Okay, interesting illustrations and also some pretty down prayers, very low class prayers. 
okay, in the eyes of God. If you remember in Matthew chapter 17, 4, there was a, in the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter was asking, you know, shall we make a tent for you, Elijah and Moses? You know, what was his intention? He was saying that let us be here only. Why should we go into the crowd and have the problem? And it was, a, you know, it was like that. Who, what, who wants to? Who wants to go from Jesus? Everybody wants to stay in Jesus. So, you know, and that is that kind of prayers. Like you remember Moses was on the top of the mountain, 40 days, 40 nights, and he was glorious and everything. But God, but God said, throw down your people are sinning. Sometimes we are so prayer, so-called prayer warriors, we spend enough time in prayers without having any uh, concern about the people of God whom God has given to us. We are so obsessed with ourselves to say that we put on a veil. But remember, even Moses could not. Moses needed a veil before people, but when he came to God, he, need to, he had to remove the veil. Don't keep a veil when you come to God. Remove it. Many of us go to God keeping a veil, thinking like that God will not uh, see through it. This system is greater than MRI. It can pierce you through anything. You know, you try to hide. You know, the Moses in the batch, uh, I think uh, Exodus 13 says that Moses had to remove the way when again he went into the presence of God. Whenever you come, first lesson in prayer, whenever you come to the presence of God, remove the way that hide your little personality. You can come anyway. Your sinner, come to Jesus, but don't keep a way and say, come to Jesus saying that I come to pray. Okay, there was another prayer that is very mean and loud, like Mark chapter 10, 35 to 37. You remember James and John, he said, Lord, when you kingdom come to the kingdom, who will sit at, at the right hand? Who will sit at the left hand? Means what? They, they, they were not thinking about being with Jesus, they were thinking about their position that what they were. You know, sometimes your prominence and prestige was more important than being with God. And I want to tell you, God is not in the business of answering every such kind of prayers. Okay? And that's why Bible in the book of James says, we ask and if so, we do not get it. So, if sometimes our prayers are not answered because that is not right with God. <laughs> A younger definition of prayer was this like that. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes, sometimes God says, wait. Sometimes God says, yes. And sometimes she said, are you kidding? <laughs> and girls permission. I mean, sometimes we keep, like, we kidding. We are, we are just, just, just childish in our prayer. I mean, my childish. You have no, no, you have no, no worry about the lost. You have no thinking about the kingdom to come. You are not worried about your role. But Lord, me, mine, I, Lord, give me business, give me this. God is not opened up a customer care center to answer all your such kind of low grade prayers. God is always interested in prayers which will bring glory to Him. Am I talking loudly and clear? If certain things God gives, God will give you a good job, provided you are going to glorify God through that job.
Remember I told you, I don't want how many of you remember that if God, if the devil cannot, if the devil cannot destroy you in your poverty, he will destroy you with your abundance. You know, sometimes when you become abundantly rich, you know, we do not want to glorify God. Okay, we are asking a means, means what? Motives are wrong. Whenever we pray, we need to be very sure our motives are right. What in the book of Matthew, Jesus prayed to put us in the modern prayer. What is that? Our Father in heaven, allow me the name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That is the beginning of the prayer. Not like that, lead me not into temptation. He started, started it with that. Give me my daily bread. No. He started with the Blessed is hallowed be thy name. Let your kingdom come. That is the purpose of every prayer. And I'm talking to somebody this evening. You know? Otherwise, we keep on praying, and the, like the little child, we need to, somebody will say, Why don't God answer your prayer? You know? Why don't God answer your prayer? So I'm going to address to certain things. Praise God for the prayers. Praise God for the intercession. But at the same time, I'm not the demanding or undermining the purpose of prayer but also I wanted to help you to know why are our prayers often not answered. You pray. Tomorrow is exam. You pray today. Give me wisdom. What you were doing 364 days before. 364 days before when you take the book that was the time you need to ask God give me wisdom that I may study. Understand. Keep it in my mind. Holy Spirit, give me the spirit of remembrance. I may remember. Not tomorrow exam. Help me, help me, help me. Nothing going to happen. And in, in India it happens, you know. In the exam day, they call pastors. It happens in Africa. Yeah. In some churches, there is a session for exam writing students. And they all come with some offerings to the priest and the pastor. And the pastor lay hands as if that you don't study. Pastor's prayer will make you 100%, give you 100% mark. Come on somebody. You need to do. See, the first thing first. You need to study. God will give you wisdom and he will pass you. But if you eat Banda class, whatever you labor, wages you will get. But because Bible says, a laborer deserves the wages. If you are a laborer of bunging classes, you will get the wages of bunging classes. What is that? Zero. Only one person delighted. Two person. Either they may be not going to classes or classes. <laughs> okay, come on. Okay, see. That's the thing. In India like that, they will come and pastors will pray, pastors will have money and everything. They will apply the oil, the water and people rebuke the demon of, uh, no, demon for uh, uh, dragging them. And all this thing happen. But all the problem is problem, but what to do? We don't study. If pastors pray, I'm not undermining the importance of pastor's prayer. Yes, there is power not only in pastor's prayer, your prayer also. But if you don't do the first thing first, 
answers are not going to come. Okay? Hello? Yes? Okay. So sometimes we do that and uh, so we sometimes come into such prayers, we are so obsessed with prominences and prestige reputations and we keep praying. And uh, I want to bring to you some prayers, some reasons of prayers which are not answered. An answered prayer is not a problem of you and me alone. It is in the Bible. Habakkuk chapter 1, 2. Let us see. Habakkuk chapter 1, 2. What is it? Oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you, violence and you will not save. See, Habakkuk experienced that. He said, Lord, how long I will keep crying to you? Then will you answer? Okay, if you look into Job chapter 31 35, Job also cried this cry. Job chapter 31 35. Oh, that I had one to hear me. Here is my mark, oh, that the Almighty would answer me, that my persecutor had written a book. See, 31 35. Yeah, I had one to hear me. He's asking God, will you hear me? Hear my prayers. If you remember, read Psalm 13, 1, David says so. Psalm 13, 1. Psalm 13, 1. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? It's not the problem of Roy, Toba, Linda or somebody else. This whole thing happened with mighty men of God. Habakkuk, Job, David, this only some names I written. There are many, many such names where they experienced a drought in their prayer life. And they were praying and praying and fasting and praying and fasting and praying. But the answers were believed. Remember about Daniel, 21 days it was delayed. Right now? So these are the things. I want to tell you, God does not answer the prayers of those who do not belong to his family. Very clear. God does not respond to the prayers of people who are not in his family. So, one good thing I tell you, Prayer is a family exercise. Prayer is a family matter. That's why when you hold on to hands and pray, there is power. Because it's a family matter. That's why it is good to family to pray together. Your family, your dad, mom, siblings, sit together. When your father is praying, don't watch Netflix. Your class roommate is pray, praying, don't put on a when your phone and listen to some music. When your roommate is praying, join the prayer because it's a family exercise that we need to. The only prayer that God accepts out of the family is the prayer of a sinner. That is Luke chapter 18, 13. Save the sinner. Luke chapter 18, 13 says, And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much raise his eyes to heaven, but beat the breast and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
God does not. The sinner's prayer is only answered for what? John chapter 9, 31. Remember, what cry of a sinner will be accepted? John 9, 31. John 9, 31. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, he hears him. Okay? What is the sinner's prayer that is heard? Be merciful to me, I am a sinner. Save me. The cry of a sinner for salvation and forgiveness will be heard, not for prosperity and other things. Because it does not belong to the family of God. He is a people of God and they have everything of the world to where do we enjoy the light, the moon, the sun, the trees, the air, everything they enjoy that we also enjoy, but privilege of a child is only available when you become the child of God and the member of the family. Hallelujah. Is it clear? Is it clear? So it is imperative that as a child of God, we need to pray. That's why Bible says men ought to pray. Men should pray. Okay, and I'm not, now I want to try to tell you that if you're, if, if, even if after we become his members of his family, there will be realistically some of our prayers are not working. We become the child of God, but still some of our prayers are not working. Why? And what are the reasons? The first one, James chapter four two. James chapter 4, 2. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet, cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. So why we do not, our prayers are not answered. And the first point, unprayed prayers are not answered. Is it, is, it, is it a good phrase? Unprayed prayers are not answered. Like unrepented sins are not forgiven. The same. The only sin that is not forgiven is what? The sin that is not repented. Got it? No other sin. God cannot uh, forgive. The only sin that God cannot forgive is what? What, uh, what is that? Un Repented sin. So the same way. Uh, why our prayers are not answered? Unprayed prayers are. So that every day we pray. You know, that is uh, because uh, you think that when the dinner time I pray, God give me a good health, God will hear you. Some of the prayers are dinner prayer prayers. That is why I call it as a you know noodles prayer. How many of you eat noodles? And uh, you know the caption of noodles? Two minutes. Hungry? Two minutes. That's our prayer. Two minutes prayer. Two minutes prayer. That's the book. Tomorrow is my exam. Give me grace. No, that is not the prayer. You need to be specific in asking God in your prayer. Be specific. You know, if you do not ask, God will not answer a, will not answer a specific prayer you prayed at the dinner table. Dinner table. What is the prayer of dinner table? 
What is the prayer of the table? That's the food. Your, your food is in front of you and that time you pray for exam, it is going to work. And then when you go for the exam, you will pray for the food. Is it going to work like that? No. Morning when you get up, what should be your prayer? Thankful God to God for getting up. Allow you to get up. You are the air that we need. That time you say that give me my daily bread. Morning what bread you need? This is my daily bread. Your worthy word that spoken to me. That is what our daily bread the Get up and have the, the Rema word of God. That is your daily bread. You know, we need to be specific when we pray. You know, Matthew 7, 7. Let us read Matthew 7, 7. Matthew 7, 7. I want to tell you, I still feel the, tip, the, the burning in my feet, you know. God's presence is here. Right now, there is something that we are going to change in our prayer life. And the prayer life we change, everything is changed. Okay, I want to tell you, let us not undermine or neglect the power of prayer. Okay, ask. Somebody please read. My English is very poor. Read. Ask. Some... That, like the uh, Amplified Bible says, keep on asking. You will be given. Keep on knocking. Keep on keep, says, keep on asking. Thank you. Keep on asking. And then he also says, receive what you So, we need to keep on asking. Not to, it's not a reminder. It's a timely God. Some of us keep like a Reminder to God every day we pray. Once you pray, rest of the time, thank God for receiving it by faith. Amen. So this is one of the things. The biggest of all reasons for unanswered prayer is the one basic. This is the biggest of all prayer reason. What is that, Linda? Unprayed prayers. Unprayed prayers. Okay. Suppose you want to you want to pass the examination and you pray, Lord, allow me to pass the examination. God will allow me to pass the examination with the wages that with the way that you prepare yourself. But one subject you suppose you are you are you are weak in mathematics or applied dynamics or something like that, and you pray specifically, Lord, all in this subject I need your grace and specific, and you see you will excel. In it. Because God will give you wisdom. And the first and foremost thing why we are, our prayers are not answered is of unanswered prayers. Is it clear to you? Be specific with God. Don't make your dinner table for a prayer time. Uh, I told you, you need to have your quiet time, your personal time, your intercession time, your corporate time, all this type of prayers are needed. You know, quiet time, be quiet with God. Personal time with the world, be personal to God. Okay? Private, private time, you know, privately interceding and privately praying for everything. Interceding, forgetting about ourselves and praying for somebody. Corporate prayer, come together and pray. All these prayers are important. And the second point is very important also. What is the second point why which our prayers are not answered? That is unconfessed to sin. 
unconfessed sin does not bring answers to our prayers because there is answer Psalm 66:18 says that if I keep iniquity in my heart my prayers will not be answered you know if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear very clear okay if there is something that is bothering you and you does not not uh, repent or or uh, forgive your prayers will not no matter how much you break your head it is not go fast for eternity you will not be see will not hear your prayers okay second proverb chapter 15:29 proverb chapter 15:29 Proverb chapter 15:29 Jesus The Lord is far from the wicked but he hears the prayer of the righteous So if there is wickedness in our life our prayers God is far from that person But the righteous prays he hears the prayer Proverb chapter 28:9 I'm giving you biblical bible references so that you can meditate in your quiet time your personal time and cut yourself wherever it is needed one who turns away is here from the hearing the law even his prayer is an abomination understand that hearing the law means when a preacher is preaching or a word you are reading and after that you walk in your own way your prayers will not be answered in the back yes if you are not mindful of following the words of god god will not answer your prayer you know god will not answer your prayer one who turns away is here from hearing the law even his prayer is an abomination isaiah chapter 115 you can you can figure it out from this Where are you stand? Rather than I saying that, I say in chapter one fifteen, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my from eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Right? Even if you spread hands and even if you weep and beat your chest, nothing is going to happen. Because why? Because your hands are full of blood. Isaiah chapter 59 1-2 that we all know 59 1-2 Behold the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save nor is ear heavy that it could not hear then what happened? 2 says But your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you got it god's hand is not shortened he is not short of might and power but your iniquities have separated his face his favor has turned away from you and so what will happen your prayers will not be heard by him you will say that it is old testament 1 peter chapter 3 told what peter says One Peter chapter three twelve. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayers. 
But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Got it? His eyes are upon whom? To the righteous. But ears are away from whom? If you are harboring an unconfessed sin in your life, your prayers will not be answered. If you look into Psalm 66, 18, where it says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, when I, I looked into details of regard means that I got two means, but the regard means I'm aware about the sin, but I have not taken any action. I'm aware that where I am short, short, I am short for, but I took no action. That is called as negligence. If you are negligent towards what God is showing you, and you are still walking in your own way, same way, no matter what you think, and that's the word God does not answer your prayers. Hello? Hello? Somebody shake the next person. Tell God bless you. You know. So God may not may, may be blessing them, they may not sleep. They know they know sin, but they do nothing about it. You know one thing, let me I return this this. You know, a definition for it is not the fact of sin makes us makes no answer to our prayers. It is not the fact of sin makes no answer to our prayer, but it is the love for it and excuses that we make pushes the answer from us. Got it? It's not like that. It's not like that. The sin existence of sin is the matter, but we do not repent. We love it and we make excuses. Sometimes when we make mistake, you correct, the people will start justification. They justify, my heart, I have this problem, that problem, this problem, instead of repentance. That is why they, they love that excuses. They love that excuses. And that kind of love and that kind of excuses pushes God away from us. Sometimes we Justify our actions and for speak to speak and for that we speak excuses. God is not interested. If you read, I think it is in Psalm 50 says that I'm tired of your excuses and I will tear you up and there will be nobody to nobody to save you. If you are you are habituated, habituated uh, you know, or what you call Make of excuses, be careful. Because the time is coming, God is saying, I'm, I'm tired of your excuses. You can do everything, but when it comes to church, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to Bible reading, you have reasons for that. You will say exam, but when there is no exam, you don't study. When exam comes, you forsake church. So when no exam, no church. When exam, no church. Nothing else, things are stopped. 
You go to the market, you buy everything, no issues are there. But when it is to come to the church, there is a problem. Beware about your excuses. I think it is in Psalm 50, 22 or something, the last verse he says, you know, careful about your excuses. I will tear you down and there is no worry to, to save you. You know? What is the prayer that God likes to hear from you when you and me are in forms or in sin? That is what John 1 9 says. If you confess your sin, He's just and faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you from every unrighteousness. My child, when you and me go through sins, we are we are flawed and we are failed when we are not able to keep the commitment that we made with God. And somewhere we have no, we, we have we have diverted and distracted from the truth and walk away. And then we need to do what? What we need to do? We need to confess our sin. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I carry the Bible, but I never walk according to the Bible. I listen to the voice, I listen to, listen to the word of God, but I never listen to obey the word of God. 1 John 1.8 says, Bible says, if somebody if says there is no sin, he is a liar. What, what we need to do? We need to confess our sin. Every believer, every pastor, everyone born and ever to be born in the earth, everybody sin. There is only way that is to save you. That is Jesus Christ. We cannot hide. We cannot be under the veil of the pretext of righteousness. We need to be honest with God. We need to be truthful with God. Like David said, my sins are before my eyes, Psalm 51. I always encourage every Christian at least once a day, Psalm 51 you need to read. You know, it says, my sins are before my eyes. I have sinned against you and heaven. And then he says in 10, verse 10, create in me a clean heart and give me a steadfast spirit. Do not take away the Holy Spirit and do not cast me out from your presence. We need to pray this prayer on a daily basis. Psalm 51. I want to tell you what we do when we, when we go through sin. That is what God cares about. God is not unmindful of the sins that we are doing. But God is looking to what response you will do. You know, you can fail many times. God is looking how quickly you will get up. Amen. We may fall a thousand times. But how quickly you get up, that matters. How quickly you repent without making any excuses, without making any kind of love for it. Don't push away God by making excuses. Accept that you knowingly, ignorantly, you, you quench the spirit, ask of it. The third thing. Why our answer prayers are not answered? Answered. Unbelieving minds restricts prayers in answer. Unbelieving minds. James chapter one six to eight. James chapter one six to eight. What it says? Somebody please read. 
but let him that somebody is over me but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed up by the wind seven for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the lord eight he is a double minded man unstable in all his ways you know unbelieving mind what is unbelieving mind what what is what is what do you mean by double minded what is mean in the double minded you trust god and you do not trust him further that is double minded you know you trust god but you do not trust him you say you trust him but in action you never do that's it like an example like let me ask you one thing suppose in your very small infant ages of maybe 5 years 6 years you had a toy maybe a baby or a dog or something like that while playing it fell down and broke you do what you take it to the father right because you because the father is the hero for every children they go to the father and give him father and you will wait there until the father fix it up right or wrong or you give to the father that this is broken you can fix it then the child does not take it away no i will fix it by myself or you wait for the father to fix it up this is something that god is looking for sometimes we pray and give him our problem then we tell him and say i know how to fix my problem we do not allow god to we do not have the patience to wait before god saying lord i trust you i bring all the broken pieces to you as the potter creates the mud the clay recreated you need to have patience you know and sometimes we are like that children we sometimes what we do we give it to the father and then we walk away thinking that we can do and that is exactly what the unbelieving minds you know we pray we give and then we think we can do it is our own ways the fourth point james chapter 43 what is the fourth point unrighteous motives hinders the prayer unrighteous motives you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures how many of you spend the money that has come for the fees those are hostless not in in wrong way went to the party went to pancake went for chicken wings movies clothes thinking like that next month my money will come and i will go to parul ma'am and say there is some problem with my family just uh, then you say parul is demanding money no money this story is still come don't smile at me am <laughs> i to i am telling some truth i think so well done fast boy you are preaching good <laughs> Some of us think like that God is a big genie. Ask anything, one, two, three, come, it will come. No, 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 no. 
He is not there to give everything that you want. He is not a genie that you ask for and is in its favored ways. And God will give you. 1 John chapter 5, 14. Why, 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 why God want to give? 1 John chapter 5, 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, come on somebody, say that, his will, he hears. So the importance is that what you ask, behind that the motive should be right. What you are asking is according to his will, not my will. What is the prayer? Let your kingdom come, let your will be done. But we pray, let your will be changed, my kingdom will. We ask for, and that if we ask everything according to his will, he hears. Come on, somebody. One of the things that we need to do is that we need to know the will of God. Out of the will of God, we got get nothing. Matthew chapter 6, 9 to 10. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Amen. Your kingdom come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The very purpose of God answering his prayer, our prayers is that why? So that his name be glorified. I have no hallelujah. You know, is it so? Not that my requirements are fulfilled. No, your requirements are fulfilled so that you can stand here and testify God is faithful. Not that I went through a problem, I was crying and I was dancing and I was celebrating and I'm praying God did. No, no, no. God says you asked to prayer and you need to glorify. I was in trouble. God saved me. God provided me. What you went through is your preparation. What God given is his promise. Hallelujah. You have to prepare to get from God. Oh, come on. If you went to hospital, that is your preparation to get a healing. You went to financial problem, that is the preparation that God wanted to manifest. If the heart of follow his heart, God is going to do a greater miracle. I pray that the hearts of the follow get hardened again and again so that my God can prove there is no one like him. Bible says Pharaoh hardened his heart, but finally he could not. You need to know that his kingdom need to be glorified. Glory, God need to be glorified. God need to be consumed in your prayers, in your glorified. I wanted to tell you, your motive should be right in the substance of what you are asking for. Hannah asked for a child, the substance, the child. Why? Give it me, give back to you. That you be proved. Not, in other words, what? I don't want any child to prove that I can I can bear a child. I want now a child. 
because this radicalizing nation should know the God I trust and worship is not the God who never answers prayer. He will answer my prayer. And God gave, and she kept the kept the promise. One day, she gave back the child to God. How many of you study telling God give me a your degree and no matter which capacity in which company you keep me as an engineer as an IT professional as a doctor as a physiotherapist whatever X Y Z there I will bring I will live for your glory and that day your studies will not be a burden that day this job will be lighted Your studies are very, very hard for you. Subjects are very harsh on you. Why? Because you are studying for to bring glory to you or your family. The day you study to bring glory to God, that yoke will be light. Why? Because you want to glorify God. This is why I pray for my son Georgie and Jinsi that God. Any capacity you take them, any company you take them, any profession that you take them, let them be glorify you. I praise God. My son became a graduate in multimedia animation and, and all this thing. But what he is a pastor. Everybody want to be an engineer and doctor. How many of you want to be a servant of God? The day, no matter you may not have a title of pastor or apostle, but uh, the day you say, God, you bring to me in a place, in the place of. Unreached to people, there I want to glorify you, and God will elevate you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Give it back to Jesus. God, give me. I will give it back to you. The motive should be good. God, you ask for a job. Tell God, to God, when you give me the job, I will glorify you. When you God give you a family, Lord, with the family like Joshua, you said, for me, me and my family, we will shall serve the Lord. Am I talking to somebody this evening? Some of the prayers are unanswered because we ask in MS. We do not know why we ask for our motives are very bad. Some said, when you pray, this is something I like, don't take it as an offense. When sometimes when we pray and you listen, then you'll say, somebody, some officer has come into the duty and instructing their laborers to how to work. That's how we pray. You be instruct God. God, you heal him. God, you remove it. In the name of Jesus, you are not exercising your authority. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I lay hands and your word said that is the sign of a believer. I lay hands, the sick will be healed and in the name of Jesus, we heal and, and give this life into the, your hands. It's enough. But we all do that. We instruct. We keep on instructing God as if he is our colleague and we are the boss. That's why I said when Moses came to, G, to God in the Mount Sinai, he removed his way. I always, I always say, when you come to pray at the feet of Jesus, be humble. When you come out there, be like a bold lion against the enemy. But what is our habit? We come to God like a bold enemy, a bold lion, and you look in, Pastor, please come and pray. And that day our prayer is done. 
with it to be like a bold line. The righteous are like a bold line. You have the authority. Our motive should be right. Okay, quickly go. Fifth, fifth point. No. Ah, hallelujah. Fifth point, Mark chapter 11, 25, 26. Some of the prayers that we pray are not answered because of unresolved conflicts in our life. Unresolved conflicts. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. I said unresolved conflicts. What is that? If there is some unresolved conflict, means a relational problem, some unforgiveness, some hatred in your mind, back of the mind, and you come to pray, that prayers will not be answered. Am I talking to you? Yes, my dear? Talking to you? Yeah. If you have somebody, some hatred, some unforgiveness about somebody in your mind, that is something that God will never answer that prayer. What the Bible says? But if you do not forgive, you know, today morning I was saying, sometimes what happens, you know, you know, suppose I come and say, I'm sorry, then you take it granted. Pastor said, sorry, that means I am right and he is wrong. You forget that when pastor or somebody comes and says, I am sorry, I ought to say, it's okay, I am also sorry. But what is our habit? We take the other person guilty. Oh, it's he is wrong. This is the habit that we have. Am I talking to somebody? Can I give me somebody? Yes. This is the habit we all human beings have. You know, because we are right. If somebody come and say, sorry, she said, sorry, no, you are being pressed. Okay, so I'm happy. And if that is done, Mark chapter, Mark chapter 5.23.24. What is the Mark chapter 5.23.24 says? So it's not Mark, uh, Matthew, 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 Matthew. Matthew 5, 23, 24. If we, so, uh, ah, therefore if you bring your gift to the altar and then remember that your brother has not something against you, and 24, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way, first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Suppose you come to the church, you come to the altar with an offering and that time you know, you, I know that you are not talking to me. I don't know what is the reason. But in my back of my mind I feel maybe some way I offended her. So before offering my prayer, I will keep my prayer here and go and say, Sister, if I hurt you in any way, forgive me. Then I come and offer my prayer, this prayer will be answered. But what we do, with all the resentment, with all the hatred, go and put the Christians in the church and we pray, Lord, forgive me. But God says, if you do not forgive your trespass, other brothers' trespasses, he will not forgive you. 
there was unresolved conflicts in our mind. You know that? If you are harboring resentment, if you are living with hindrance, unforgiveness, that will hinder your prayers, though it may not stop your prayer. It will not stop your prayer. You can still pray with resentment, unforgiveness, but it will, what will happen? Whenever you start praying, back of the mind, the flashback will come. You have this problem with this brother, but we still keep on instructing God, Lord, forgive that brother, that person, he ridiculed me, he did that, he did that. We have whole stories to tell about other person. We do not have time to tell about ourselves. In the back of your mind, there is a sin that is conflicting with you. And you need to, you need to set it right. I want to tell you Christians, how many of you are Christians? I want to tell you Christians, there is two things very important in a Christian's life. One, to, one, the right relationship with God. Second, to maintain the right relationship with His people. That's what God said, that there is only two commandments. One is love your God with all of your heart and mind and soul. And the second commandment is what? Love your neighbor like yourself. And there is no greater commandment than this. Two things for this Lord. You need to have a right relationship with God. And you need to maintain a right relationship with God's people. Am I talking to somebody? The sixth point. It is uncompassionate hearts singers or prayers. Proverbs chapter 21, 13. Proverbs chapter 21, 13. It says, whoever shut his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. How many times you shut the ear, close your eyes when you know that one of your classmates could not attend the exams because of money, but that time you prefer to go out and have a luxurious party. It's important to eat, but God sees when you know it. See, I'm not saying we can fill the stomach of the, all the world's people, because we do not know how many who are where they are hungry. But the one, the brother whom you know is in need, and you shut the ears, and you are not compassionate of it, and your prayers will be hindered. Your prayers will be hindered if you are failing to hear the need of the people. We know somebody is in need and then we close our eyes and heart. Our prayers will be hindered. I want to tell you, we need to ask God to make our heart a compassionate heart so that we can hear the cries of our others. Otherwise, you will have a great difficulty to have a right relationship with God. You know, Bible says, Jesus said, I was hungry that the youth, you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you never given me a drink. I was naked, you never. And they said, oh, when we did it so, he said, the one among you whom you do, it is done for me. 
How many of how many of you time? I'm not talking about the charity business. In Christmas 25 will come. There is a box. If there is anybody want to do some charity, put it in that. That charity only seen by people, not by God. Charity when you do, when your right hand what it does, the left hand should not know. What charity nowadays, when we give, we are giving a cloth, then we are standing like this. For what? For a picture. Praise God. Son, that time Jesus when he hung, there was no mobile phone. Otherwise, they would, everybody would have said, Jesus, don't leave your breath. Let me take a selfie with you. Because I want to prove that you died for me. Don't be so self-obsessed with you. The last day's end sign is that people will be lovers of themselves. And I see many. That's why I came out of Facebook, Instagram, anybody. anybody because I, I see, I was fed up of seeing your ugly faces. What all faces you make. I love, I love you as a children and you put some cats. Some monkeys, some moles, this and that, in Snapchat, that chat, this chat. If you are interested about chat, have some family chat. Uncompassionate hearts. You pray. How many of you, how many of you ever prayed for poor people? You pray. Lord, send some help. But you never been a help for them. You think that it is somebody else's job to support somebody. Whom you know. You pray that let a crow come. You don't believe that you are that crow. Oh no, 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 no. My money is for my money. Poor such. NGOs are there. Churches are there to do charity. I am God's child. I am supposed to enjoy my life. Uncompassionate heart. If you have an uncompassionate heart, your prayers will not be heard by God. It hinders our prayers. Seventhly and the lastly, this is only for men, not for women. Women can hear and decide your future husbands. Okay? Okay. Thank you for looking at me. She looks at me when I say so. <laughs> okay, his future husband, 1 Peter 3, sir. Women, you just hear and thank God. 1 Peter 3, sir. Husbands, future husbands, likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife. As to the weaker vessel, this weaker vessel means not the weaker vessel, means they are weak, but they are supporting to you. I, uh, that is another topic why God gave man, that, that why, why God gave women to man. The man can do certain things which women cannot do. And women can do certain things that man cannot do. So God gave women so that they can be an equal role with man because God's vision is upon man. Man means, that is generally say, 
It is comprised of both men and women, women. So men is supposed to fulfill the vision of God. So when they are separated, they have two different visions, but when they come together, they have one vision to glorify God. Okay, so understand that. Okay, so as to the weaker vessel, so don't think that women is weaker. Okay, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Unresponsive husband, your prayers can be hindered. If you are not responsible towards your wife, you are not honored your wife, you are not, uh, you know, you are not uh, honoring her, believing that she is joined hers together for the grace of life, your prayer life can be hindered. You know the power of husband and wife praying together? When two agree in one matter, miracles will happen. That's why family prayer is important. Husband and wife together, okay? If you are a Christian, our improper relationship with God is the reason that our prayers are hindered. You know that? So, the men, men need to honor their wife. You know? Men need to honor their wife. Ever you get married, this should be girls, this should be your first, you know, uh, requirement in your biodata. Do you love God? Not how much money you earn. Don't go after the car. You see what happened to Ukraine, you see what happened to Russia. Ukraine people left everything and they are living in the, in, uh, in the, in the basement of uh, railway tracks and all other things like that. Their money, their houses, everything went. So it is, but can you see some in Google at all? You can see the husbands, they kept their wife and children away and safeguarded them and they went to fight for the country. You need to, to marry such a person who will care for you not ever marry or enter into a relationship where a person who abuse you thinking that you are a weaker person. You know? And as you grow up men, develop this habit. I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I want to tell you today evening. Some of you already into relationship. Remind yourself what kind of man that is with you. And if an abusive, improper, improper, dishonoring person, you should every time know to, to, to know that that person is not going to honor God. And stop your friends from entering into a relationship with such kind of people. That's why I said, girls, let us listen. Don't get, go after the physics or physical body structure or money, bank balance and education. If they are not God-fearing, they can abuse you. And their kind of abusing nature can hinder their prayers. And such kind of husband cannot build a home into God-fearing and prosperity. So very careful. Very careful. I'm so sorry. 
for repeatedly reminding you about it. And it is my job to repeatedly tell you. I know that you get easily offended, and that's my job to get you offended in that place. And that's my job to push you out from the, the comfort zone of the boat of that. I want to push you so that you can walk like Peter by faith on the water and focus on the God, not on the comfort zones of your life. I want to tell you, beloved children, unresponsive husbands are not going to be a good family leader. Praying with wife would be a difficult thing, but it is important thing. Sometimes it will be struggling. You know? But it is important. When you pray, I want to conclude this like this. When you pray, if the request is wrong, God will say no. When you pray, the timing is wrong, God will say slow. Slow down. When you pray, if you are wrong, God will say, grow up. But when you pray, your request is right, you are right, and your time is right, God will say, go and with you. Do you want me to repeat it again? When you pray, if your prayer is wrong, God will say, no. When you pray, the timing is wrong, then God will say, slow down. Because you cannot go before God or later God. You need to go with God. I want to tell you, God never works in your timetable. God works in this time. And then, if when you pray, if your timing is right, your prayer is right, but you are wrong, God will say, grow up. But when you pray, you are right, your prayer is right, when your motives are right, then God will say, go. God answers our prayer. Psalm, Psalm 91 says, when you go through trials, call unto my name, I will deliver you from all trouble. I'm like you. I also fail in prayer. The most difficult thing is prayer. When I start praying, I feel giddiness, I feel I need to sleep, I phone calls will come. All these things will happen. It is very difficult to me, but it is important. We can pray. One day Billy Graham into asked to Billy Graham, the one whom I adore and making my role model like an evangelist, to him I asked. Evangelist Graham, what you do, want to do more to conduct an evangelical meeting or what? Dr. Billy Graham said, if I get time, I want to pray more. Pray more. Not evangelism. Without prayer, no evangelism works. Without prayer, no praise and worship works. Before, without prayer, like no good message comes. Without praying, no message is received. Without praying, no message will convict any people. We need prayer. And I want to tell you, you want to empty, you know, 
This is something I hilarious. I remember I looked into the back one of the back on my book, it says like that. Suppose you want to evacuate a Christian auditorium. Thousands of people and say, next Sunday I'm going to preach on prayer. The auditorium will be empty. Why you know? Because everybody knows they fail in prayer. It's easy when group is there, lift up hands and everything. But God sees when nobody sees what you do. Come on. Praise the Lord, Pastor. God, God sees that motives behind the praise the Lord. Is does it really praise the Lord? Your life, your character, your living style, does it really bring praises and honor to God? God sees that. Don't but having said this, don't give up, don't quit, keep going. He loves you. He cares for you. I want to tell you, God is a wise father. He knows better what is best for his children. So with this I conclude, when you pray, you must have gone through this kind of, this kind of uh, some hindrances in our life. And I am repeating it. If our prayers are not answered, because you are, there is some unprayed prayers in your life. If there is some unprayed prayers in your life, this is the day that you need to bring it to the altar of Jesus and say, Lord, I want deliverance from this particular area. If there is another thing, I said that if there is, if there is an unconfessed sin, you are hiding, you are still putting on waves on your sins and you are not, you are not genuine to God, faithful to God by seeing, confessing your sins. Let us confess it to God. Turn unbelieving minds. We definitely pray God fix it up, but we do not allow Him to fix it up because our mind don't believe in it. We our prayers are hindered because of unrighteous motives. There are motives which are not righteous. Fifties unresolved conflicts. We have unforgiveness and resentments in our life. Sixties uncompassionate hearts. We do not have compassionate for the poor and the needy. And we are not uh, worried about the lost souls. We are not worried about the persecution that is happening. Millions of people are dying for the for the sake of faith in Jesus Christ. Many churches are burned. Pastors are pastors are killed. Believers are their homes are ransacked and devastated. But we have no compassion for them. Seven, the, like that, like it is like a family where the head of the department, that is the head of the family, which is the husband. If he is not honoring his wife, is not honoring his family, there is a reason that can be possible for our prayers are unanswered. I want to take it back to you to Psalm 37:4. With that, I want to close you. Close this message here. Psalm 37, 4. Why it says, Be ready. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and it shall give you the desires of your heart. Let your prayers be God focused. Let your prayers be Christ focused. What Bible says, Apostle Paul says, Bring all your prayers and supplication and with a thanksgiving. Unto the Father. Despite what we are going through, despite what persecution is going for, war is going, it is the end time, you know, it's an it's end time, this war, 
US joined Ukraine and other countries bringing sanction. The inflation is going to be high. People will be losing jobs and companies will be shut down. Many of you get graduated and you, you and people may not find a job opportunity in the nation. No matter you go to states or Canada or any place, Australia, anywhere. The war, the rumors of war is happening. End times are coming. The only God alone can give you the delight of your heart. The hearts deserve he will be able to give you. Would you please today make a confession to God that God, I wanted to give myself 100% to you. I am sorry that I never delighted in you. I'm sorry that there is a conflict in my heart. I'm sorry there is prayers that I never prayed. I'm sorry for making excuses and justification for my sins. I want to surrender to you. Do you really want to see that your prayers are answered? The Bible says, put that the Lord's prayer. The Bible says, so, whenever you pray, there should be one motive behind that. What is that witness? Hallowed be thy name. Lord may be glorified. I'm going to trouble. Lord may be glorified. And I'm bankrupt. Your name is glorified. You came, you came. I know that you can do for me. I know that with you nothing is impossible. I know that uh, you, you will deliver me. I know that you will protect me. I know that you are my Jehovah Jireh. You will provide for me. I know that you are my Jehovah Shalom. You will give me peace. I know, I know. You should know what you should know. And then you should thank, start thanking God. Is there something that is today under the way? Not spoken to God. A resentment, a hatred, an unforgiveness, an unthankfulness. You may be a Christian, born Christian. But as Abel, Abel's and Cain's worship, both were God-knowing, both Cain, both were worshippers, both brought a, brought a offering to God, but Abel's offering was accepted, Cain's was rejected. Do you give your life? Romans chapter 12 says, let us offer our very life as a living sacrifice to us. This is with I want to close. Our Father who are in heaven, allow me thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This prayer begins with what? Glorifying God. We need to, we, 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 when we start praising and worshiping, praising Him for what He is and worshiping Him for what, who he, what he does for us, both are different. Praise and worship is not means the, the faster songs and slower songs. Praising for what he is and worshiping for what he does. You know? Understand that. It's not that when the scale slow songs, this is fine. That is not the worship song. That's also a praise song. What is praise? We praise him for what he is. What is worship? We worship him for what he is. I was a sinner, you saved me. 
I was broken, you built me. I was lost, you found me. I was broken, you healed me. Come on, somebody. That should be our worship. And that worship is not dependent upon lyrics. That worship is dependent upon our heart. It should come out of our heart. And then, the next thing what he says, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespasses. This is very important. After praising and worshiping God. Next is your daily requirement. The third one is what? Our relationship with other people. First God, then you, then people. What is that? When I forgive other trespass, others' trespasses, let my trespasses be forgiven. If you are still harboring some unforgiveness, there is, there is a, your forgiveness is questionable. Okay? And then lastly but not the least, what is that? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver from the evil. And that is one thing. There is a devil is there. There is an enemy is there. And lead us not into temptation. Means what? I cannot be, you know, escape from that. But lead us not into temptation. Deliver from. Last what he says. Let thy kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This should be the method of our prayer. Don't come to prayer to instruct God, do this, do this, do this, do this. It's not a genie. To do everything that you say. He does things to glorify his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you come to the prayer things, when you come to prayer, humble yourself. Because you are standing or kneeling or sitting before the King of Kings the Lord of Lords. The heaven worship him. The elders throw their thorns and worship him and sing hallelujah praise the Lord. And that God is the one who walks among you and me. And he says if you regard iniquity in your hearts your prayer shall not be.